0: just another day another day till i hit the movies i hit the movies then i talk about them when i talk about them that's a movie tuesday block buses i'ma check them out all flicks i'ma hit them up you got opinions and i got opinions what they got in common they don't give a fuck. hello and welcome to movie tuesday one of mini podcast on the internet that talks about the latest news, trailers, and ends it all with a nice spoiler-free discussion, all in the name of movies. I'm your host, Trillis Bois, and this is Movie Tuesday. Ah, oh, fuck. I would love to do an entire episode with that voice, but it just puts so much strain on my throat. Michael Babaro, I want to give props to you, because as stupid as that voice is that you do for the daily... I have to commend you for being able to do it for so long oh man um anywho what's up guys how's it going um first of all I want to give my apologies for my absence last week you see what happened was is that my birthday was last week and I'm not gonna say that I don't care about my birthday but I will say that I'm not like I'm not like, rah, rah, I gotta do, I gotta go big, I gotta go hard for my birthday, you know, it's my special day and everybody needs to do whatever I say and shit like that. Like, I don't, I don't do that. I'm I'm pretty sure there was a time when I did do that in my younger days, but I really stopped like celebrating my birthday like that after I turned 29, cause that was like my golden year birthday. But, um, ever since after that, I'm just like, you know, it's just another day getting older. The most I'll do is, the most I do for my birthday now is I make sure that I take off for work. I don't even care if it's like a Thursday. I just, I make sure not to work on my birthday because I truly believe that that is the day that I would get fired from my job because I wouldn't do absolute shit. Like somebody would tell me to do something. i would be just like, no, I'm not. Today's my birthday, dude. I'm, I'm I'm not doing that. So I just save everybody a lot of trouble. And I just make sure that I take off my birthday so that I can just chill for the rest of the day. And like normally the most I'll do is um, I'll go to a movie and that's about it. But, um, you know, my wife, on the other hand, like she'll she'll be the one that usually like wants to go all out and everything. But for the most part, I try and keep her from doing that. But mostly what I do for my birthday is I just make sure I don't work and I just like to chill And as much as I love doing the podcast, it is still a long and arduous process. And I didn't want to like stress myself out trying to get the episode done. So I just figured it'd be best to just take the week off, you know, enjoy my day and come back strong next week. So here we are, a week later, you know, 35, for any of you asking. I do not care about. You knowing how old I am, I'm not one of those people who are like, I'm showing my age, guys. I don't give a fuck, okay? People get old, goddammit. So, yeah, I'm 35, you know, Kevin Durant in the house. Well, not anymore, but, you know, I'll always remember Kevin Durant as number 35, but, yeah. So, um, and, you know, with the pandemic and all, obviously I couldn't go to the movies, so I just sat around the house and... Watched a fuck ton of Bob's Burgers and, and uh, you know a little a couple episodes Rick and Morty and uh, I watched uh, La Casa de Papel, you know. And um, I stayed on the phone most of the day. That's that's one of the other things that I really like. Don't look forward to on my birthday is how long I have to stay on the phone because people either call me or I gotta call them. And tell them, like, what's up and how how it's going and shit, what it's like to be another year and all this other things like that. So it's a lot of sitting on the phone, talking to people, smoking on stogies, playing some video games here and there. So all in all, it was a successful birthday. But I will say this, I think from here on out, I'm going to start celebrating it again just because now my whole thing is I'm just... I'm trying to stay alive long enough to see my daughter born, because I want to see what what that's all like and everything. And then after she's born, you know, I don't want to leave her without a dad if I can help it. So I would like, you know, I'm I'm gonna be thankful even more for every year that I'm alive to at least like see her grow up. At least I'm I'm hope I'm able to do that. For those who don't know, I think about death a lot, and I know that sounds morbid, but this I've I've been doing it since I was a kid. It's really weird, like it's just you ever have those moments where you just kind of like look around and you look at like your hands and shit and you just wonder like what it means to be alive and if you're actually alive and shit like that it's, it's it's hard to explain but i do it a lot and with that comes like thinking about death and what's that what that's gonna be like and shit like is it gonna be painful is it gonna be peaceful am i am i gonna cry am i gonna go out like a bitch or some shit or or am i just gonna be like yep yeah, yeah this is my time guys fucking peace out you know what i'm saying like I think about that shit a lot so i need to start getting out of that mode and stop being so morbid or at least like not thinking about that as much especially with the kid on the way because i don't want to like freak them out with that shit but um yeah so i think starting now starting next year honestly um i'm gonna start celebrating birthday again you know and uh, not anything too big you know just like I'm, i'm gonna keep it like legit i'll probably still just go to movies and shit and uh, you know keep it as simple as possible but i, I want to start being a little bit more appreciative than i already am than just saying up, oh, you know another year and you know, on this fucking rock rotting away dying a slow death with the rest of humanity like i, I want to get over that so starting next year hold me to that look for me to be like yeah man it's my fucking birthday and you know it's, I'm, I'm recording the podcast today it's awesome man blah, blah blah even though it's a thursday but you know yeah so look forward to that anyway um how y'all holding up how's it how's it going all right how's how, how you doing out there um me personally now i know that you know since the whole like stay at home orders and quarantine life started i was i was one of those people where i was like oh man you know i was i was born for this shit man yeah fucking y'all motherfuckers are struggling out there not me because i was i was born to stay at home this is this is heaven okay now, don't get me wrong, I still feel that way. I, I am still in that mode where I'm like, I was made for this shit, okay? But, I, but I'm but i not going to lie, there's some cracks that are starting to form in my armor, and not for the reasons that you think, all right? it's not It's not the whole like, oh man, I just, I really need to get outside, guys. I really, I need to start being around people again. It's not that. I promise you, it's not that. It's, it is it is clearly vanity reasons as well. This Be warned, this is first world problems, people, okay? It's my wife. <laughs> she's, she's starting to drive me fucking crazy. And it's like, it's not that I'm, like, eager to get back to work full time, or it's not that I'm eager to get out of the house and, like, go to movies or to the cigar bar or some shit. It's not any of that. It's more or less... I need shit to start opening up and I'm sorry for the people out there who don't agree with that, but I am in the camp of, I need shit to start opening up so that we can start getting business again so that it'll get her back to work. Cause the thing is, is that I think her like kind of stage five clinginess is just coming from her not being as busy as she used to be. And once things start opening up and once businesses start picking back up, the busier she can start getting again to where she can, like, focus her energy on that. Okay, because, like, right now she's just like she's she's still working, but just not as much as she used to. And I think that that's just starting to, like, take advantage of her psyche on top of, like, the whole, like, pregnancy shit It's starting to, like, get her extra clingy, extra naggy you know so like just picture picture like you're just chilling right you're watching tv and you know she's sitting next to you watching tv with you and you get up and you're either getting up to go to bathroom or you're getting up to get a drink or you're just getting up to like stretch like every time you get up and like try and go somewhere she's just like where are you going what what, what are you doing and i'm just like you know and before i was like oh you know i'm going to the bathroom i'm going to get something to drink I'm going to get a snack you, you want something you know stuff like that but now It's like she she does it so much, even for like the smallest shit. Like even if I like just shift around in the bed where she's like, what are you doing? It's like now I just stare at her like I stare at her like and I give her that look where it's like if you ask me another dumb fucking question, I'm going to slap the shit out of you, you know, like it's starting to be that now. You know what I mean? And then like I noticed that she follows me around the house like one of my routines is like to go outside you know on the patio and just you know smoke a stogie, you know maybe drink a little bit of whiskey or something and like she'll come out shortly after and be like oh I, th- I think I'm gonna sit out here and chill with you mind you she's pregnant mind you I'm smoking a cigar so like you feel like the last thing she want to be around is cigar smoke but she's just like oh you know just I'll just sit away from you a little bit and it's just one of those things where I'm like god damn it man like just just leave me alone for like two seconds. Like, it's gotten to the point where one of my tactics is going to the bathroom. And this is this is some strats you can use for your loved ones, too, that are starting to, like, invade your space. Just go to the bathroom, okay? Because that's the one place where they can't really fuck with you. Now, granted, there is a limited time that they can do it because eventually they're going to knock on that door and be like, hey, you know, when you're done in there. Come and do this shit, you know. But for the most part, you can get yourself a good 30 45 minutes depending on like how your significant other is me i can get like 30 45 maybe an hour tops but you know and, and i noticed she's starting to pick up on it too because like now when i go to the bathroom it's like i grab my vita i grab my phone i grab my switch and everything like i just grab like a bunch of shit <laughs> to just like sit on the toilet not doing anything except like playing the game or just watching a youtube video or something so if I could get like some kind of ventilation system where it could just like cipher out cigar smoke, like I would just like graduate to smoking cigars in the bathroom and shit, and that would just be my like fortress of solitude. But yeah. But anyway, you know. Um it's all good though, man. I'm 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 hanging in there. And I hope you and your loved ones are hanging in there. I hope you're all in good health. And uh before we get into it, just know that Movie Tuesday can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And I'm happy to announce that starting this month, I will start updating SoundCloud again. I'm going to renew my membership and I'm going to cancel my Pinecast membership. As I said before, Pinecast is a, a good plan B if, if things go tits up for SoundCloud, which at one point there was a time when SoundCloud was not going to be a thing anymore, so it's good to have a backup, but just right now at this moment, and, and even if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic and, and having to watch our finances and shit, I, I just really do not like the whole like penny pinching or, or not even penny pinching, but the, the whole like microtransaction type of thing that Pinecast is offering. I feel like there's so many things that they want to charge me for that I could just take care of in, in one lump sum. Over on SoundCloud, and I just feel like SoundCloud has a, a a better a better dressing than Pinecast has at the moment. So look forward to that for all you people who are on SoundCloud and you're like, why the fuck am I still hearing about Sonic the Hedgehog and Harley Quinn and bad boys for like the 10th time this week? Like, what the hell is going on here? OK, so do not worry. I will be making my excursion back to SoundCloud very soon. Okay, probably even next episode, you can look forward to everything being updated. Just just takes a little time. Things take a long time to get done when you don't have like, I'm not gonna say lackeys, but when you don't have assistance to kind of take care of the light work for you. So without further ado, let's get into the news. Let's talk about the news. I'd like to give a warning that uh since i missed last week the news i'm going to talk about is a week old but i still think it's relevant to today and um anyone who's tired of hearing me talk about shit that's related to covid 19 i'm sorry but like i like to talk about things that i find interesting uh there's something that you want me to talk about feel free to hit me up on the socials uh at Movie Tuesday on Instagram and Twitter, Movie Tuesday at Gmail if you want to email me. But um, there's really not a lot to talk about. I mean, this movie got delayed. No shit. All right, you you don't even know when theaters are opening back up again. The production shutdown, of course, the movie got delayed. You know what I mean? Um, there's something where a lot of like writers and directors and shit are doing watch-alongs, which i'm gonna assume that this is all done on twitter where they just tweet out hey guys i'm gonna watch christine come watch it with me if you want to hear some inside shit and like as you're watching the movie with them they're they're tweeting out oh well there was this on this one part where the car is putting itself back together i just like played the scene in reverse as people were fucking up the car or some shit I, I don't know it's there's not a lot to talk about, man. There's not a whole lot going on as as far as like shit getting delayed, movies getting approved for sequels where you can't even finish the movies that you're currently in the middle of production on. So I've, I, I'm really not interested in hearing about you doing a sequel for a movie that's probably like three or four years out at this point. You know, just, I'm just saying. So this that's what the time codes are for, guys. They're, they're in the description below. You can skip past all the mundane shit, and you can just get straight to the spoiler-free movie discussion. So just just throwing it out there for you. Jumping back to theater reopenings. Courtesy of IGN, AMC Theaters has said that they don't plan on reopening their doors until new releases get ready to roll out. Which, for those who don't know, is looking like July. Um, I know a lot of movies got pushed to like August, or um, I think even a couple got pushed to December. But there are a few movies where their original dates were uh, were July, and, and I'm pretty sure that was Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which is going to be coming out, um, I want to say mid-July, and then Disney's Mulan is coming out later that month, so late July. So that's when AMC is looking to reopen their doors, and that is if they get the green light, to do that and um they they were saying that their first priority first and foremost is the safety for their employees and their customers which is an, an an admirable thing to do but like i said that's if if they get the green light to open their doors and we're not even including the whole bankruptcy rumors that that have been circling around for the past month but we'll get into that in a little bit um so i know that I don't know about everywhere else, but I know in Arizona, they said that they were going to start the phase one of reopening some businesses. And um, I don't know if movie theaters were in that that ranking or in that tier of reopenings. Um, but uh they're going to start, I think. I think it's May 15th when they're going to start opening things up in Arizona. I'm not sure what other. Uh, states are looking like I know some are going to open up earlier than others I know some other ones have talked about probably as soon as June when they're going to start opening their doors for some things but this is just phase one and um I just think it's weird you know with AMC to come out and say this because if I was oh if I was an owner of a of a theater chain and I had been closed down for like what two three months or shit you know if I got the green light to reopen in like May, I'd reopen my doors as soon as possible, you know, and 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 not just to like get revenue flowing back in through the company, but just to get like employees back to work, you know, because like that's that's one of the reasons why it's been such a hot debate on reopening shit is that there are people that are ready to go back to work. You know, there are people that didn't want to even stop working. They wanted to keep on going, but, you know, they were pretty much forced to not work anymore so you you feel like with everything that people have been through that amc would jump at the chance to just open their doors up whenever they got the chance to you know so i just think it's weird that they they made that decision um but then again um another well another reason why i, I feel like they would want to open up as soon as possible as well is like i said a couple weeks ago there is going to be like a, a building period of getting people to feel comfortable going out again. I don't think people are like lined up in their house at the front door, waiting for the doors to unlock and like rushing into the nearest, uh, fucking <clears throat> jewelry store or, or restaurant or some shit. There's definitely going to be people that go day one and, then celebrate and probably pop off fireworks and shit like that and have a little parade and everything. But, I still think like the general population, like the majority of people are probably going to be in the same boat as me, or it's like, Hey, eh, I'm going to give a few months. I'll get a few months before I like go back to a restaurant and actually sit down, you know what I'm saying? And, um, so you feel like they want to like, kind of get through that whole grace period there. But then again, they could also be using their competition to run beta tests for them to kind of see, to get a better idea of, what is it's actually going to be like when they open their doors up. Like, is it going to be a whole like fucking horde of people just like cramming into the theaters, trying to see a movie and, and shit, or is it just going to be like a small trickle of people? So I, I guess that makes sense. But then it's like I said too, about the restaurants where there were some restaurant owners that were like, our, 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 our restaurant isn't, isn't made to be profitable, being filled to half capacity like we need the whole thing filled up to to see profits you know and I was like I feel like getting half capacity is a lot more profitable than having no capacity to where you're still just doing curbside deliveries you know I feel like you want to get as much money as you could so I don't I don't know but like I said I'm not a business person so maybe I'm just not seeing the the other end of this shit, but I I still think it's weird that they're making those decisions, and this brings me to the bankruptcy thing, because this is something that's been talked about a lot with AMC, where it's like, there's so many specialists, and analysts, and whatever, just being like, oh, you know, at this point, they have no choice but to declare bankruptcy, you know, but no one wants to talk about what type of bankruptcy there is, because I don't know about you, but like, growing up, I used to think that bankruptcy meant like that's it like you're done your business is done you're just in so much fucking debt that you can't afford to keep your doors open it's not till you get older and you start seeing people like 50 cent declare bankruptcy and you're like oh no he filed this chapter of bankruptcy and he and he did that just to fucking evade some like tax type of shit or, or beat some kind of court case or whatever like that but 50 cent is still driving around in fucking Gucci-covered cars with the clothes to match and shit, you know what I mean? So, like, I wonder if that's the case with AMC, where it's like, yes, they're in a position to where they'd have to declare bankruptcy, but I don't think it's the type of bankruptcy where it's that AMC wouldn't exist anymore, where it's just a, a total brand change or or the movie theater gets turned into a bowling alley or some shit i think it's just going to be something where they declare some kind of chapter of bankruptcy to where they're still able to be operational they just won't make any profit at all now because they're gonna like all their money's just gonna go to paying back their fucking debts and shit to get out of bankruptcy or some shit like that but either way it, it Whether they declare, you know, whatever chapter they declare and if they declare it, it's going to involve you having to owe a fuck ton of money. And it brings me back to the point of why not open your doors as soon as you can when you get the green light so that you can start making some money instead of no money. You know, that's, that's my thing is like, basically what I'm saying is they don't act like they're going bankrupt. You know what I mean? They don't act like their back is against the wall as far as I'm concerned. So I'm starting to like kind of side eye all like the analyst quote unquote, they're talking about, Oh, they, they have no choice but to declare bankruptcy, but we'll see how it goes. Um, as far as their plan to like reopen when like the blockbuster movies come back out, I think that's risky. I think, uh, I don't think you should bank all your money on that because even if there were t- like, let's say you do reopen the theaters and there's like a trickle of people that come to just see like the small stuff, you know, like if they're like, oh, you know, Gretel and Hansel is back out in the theaters, guys, or or the Invisible Man is back out in the theaters. Come and see the movie and in his in, in true form, you know, and let's say you get a trickle of people to go see those. Maybe you do get a whole fucking drove of people that will rush out to see christopher nolan's tenant right but it's like you're looking at a, a big spike in sales and like maybe the first it definitely in the opening week and maybe in the week following that but then it's like eventually that shit dies down you know what i mean like i don't as, as good as i think christopher nolan movies are i don't think they have that caliber of an Avengers movie where people just constantly keep going to see the movie over and over and over again. So I think it would be the better play to open the theaters up at least a month before the big releases start to come out. So that way you get people used to getting out of the house, going into an enclosed space, sitting next to people you get them acclimated to the new rules of you know not being in a group bigger than six people and having to sit like six feet away from everybody and shit like that however that seating arrangement is going to work and sitting at concession lines and having them take even longer than they already do like it's it's all about just getting people acclimated to the new normal that we all keep talking about and 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 uh uh, contemplating or, or theorizing how that's going to be—it's all about getting people over that stepping stone, rather than just opening the doors and expecting everybody to just kind of fall in line with the new rules that you got set up. You know, so um, yeah, I think I think it's a bad gamble that they're doing to bank on new releases like that. So you know, but as I said before, I'm no businessman, so I mean, there's there's only so much that. I can theorize around here. Maybe they know something that I don't, but another thing, another move that AMC made that I found very perplexing. And now this is coming from Twitter. This isn't even like something that I read. This is just like a headline that I read on Twitter. AMC theaters, the same AMC theaters that could be staring some type of bankruptcy in the face. The same AMC theaters that analysts had said, oh, they can't survive if their closures extend past June. The same AMC theaters that said, even if they did get the green light, they would not reopen their theaters until new movie releases started coming out, which isn't until July. Okay. And by the way, they they plan to open their doors like it's not going to be the day that Tenet comes out it's going to be like a week or two before Tenet comes out and they're going to do like China did where they'll show like past blockbusters that came out years prior you know and then that'll lead up to uh, the new releases but that, like I said we're talking about like a week or two right so like a little soft opening um AMC has recently <laughs> They recently stopped supporting Universal Pictures, meaning that they will no longer show Universal movies in their, uh, the, the brand Universal Pictures, they will no longer show their movies in their theaters indefinitely. Now, they are open to renegotiations, but as of right now, they, they take it as a sign of disrespect that Universal has been taking a lie of their, their movies Or actually, not even a lot. They've they've taken a few of their movies, at least that I know of, and have bypassed the theaters and released them digitally, okay? And, uh, you know, whereas before they obviously used to put them out in theaters and that way they were both able to profit, uh, off of the movies. But now since they've bypassed the middleman, the middleman being the theaters, they're now seeing a lot more profit from that and they just take it as a sign of disrespect. So they said due to those actions that Universal has been making, they have decided to indefinitely not support them in their theaters. Now, if I want now, now, like I said, that I know, under the Universal brand, there's been three movies that have been released that I know of straight to digital. Now, I want you to guess which movie led AMC to make this decision. Because if you were to say The Invisible Man, I would say you were wrong. If you were to say The Hunt, I'd say you were wrong. If you were to say Trolls, you, you, my friend, would get a cookie delivered to your house. And I'm not talking about fucking contrarians on the internet okay just trying to row people up you know those fucking douchebags <laughs> i'm talking about trolls world tour fucking trolls people universal recently put that movie out straight to digital where 20 dollar rental which is fucking ridiculous but we'll get into that in a bit but they put that movie out and i guess it did like buku numbers where they they made like a fuck ton of profits off of that movie releasing it straight to digital platforms and by the way for those who don't know because i ain't even know this shit studios will make 80 percent of profit from releasing their movies digitally whereas if they were to put them on theaters it's a 50 50 split which i did not know that i I thought that the studios took a way bigger cut than the theaters did when they put their movies on theaters off of the uh box office sales so hearing about 50 50 like kind of blew my mind but hearing that 80 percent like hooey that's that gets us closer to my to my uh world ending prediction that i made last year okay but um anyway so they put trolls out and it did buku numbers it did really good and you know as as someone who puts out a product and it does really well it does great numbers you know you want to pat yourself on the back you want to let people know oh my god like did did we put the movie out and it did this and we just want to thank everyone who who fucking supported us and this isn't that right so that was what universal did they put that tweet out there and then shortly after that amc was like well if 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 that's how it's going to be then we're just not going to show your movies in our theaters anymore since you're doing so great on digital like Jesus Christ, man. Fucking trolls. Trolls. That's the movie. That's the movie that sent you over the edge. Like you you have to be shitting me with this. That you want to talk about dumbass decisions. Like ah I could punch somebody. <laughs> over trolls, man. And don't get me wrong, this fucks me over too because on top of me making the whole declaration of movie theaters ain't gonna be what they used to be ten years from now because they'll just be like sent straight to to your home, which is somewhat kind of sort of happening right now. But this shoots a hole in my whole plan because another thing that I've been bitching about is $20 price tag for a movie rental, okay? And like I said, when they put trolls out, they didn't put it out for $10, they didn't put it out for 6 or $7. They put that motherfucker out for $20, okay? A group of people paid $20 to watch that fucking movie. Now, I know that that just means that a lot of people out there got kids and shit, and you know, with everybody being quarantined, obviously, you don't want to have, like, a whole big-ass fucking watch party coming over. I mean, who wants their house just filled with kids watching Trolls World Tour for, like, an hour and a half to two hours, right? So, that means, like, a fuck ton of households have paid $20 to rent that goddamn movie for two days, and they watched it. All right, so that just like that that makes things worse for me because that just means that universal is probably going to keep on putting their movies out and charge twenty 20 rentals for them which sucks okay but there are some movies that i'll make exceptions for like i you know like like fast and furious 9 for example if they were to put that out digitally I mean, I don't wanna pay $20 to rent Fast and Furious 9, but I will because it's Fast and Furious. I'm not paying $20 for fucking Trolls World Tour. Just like I didn't wanna pay $20 for The Invisible Man, even though it was a good movie. I didn't wanna pay $20 for The Hunt, even though that was a really good movie, okay? But it's just, it's it's the principle of the matter. But anyway, getting back to AMC, this ain't about me. This is about AMC and their dumbass decisions. Going back to what I said earlier, these motherfuckers don't act like they about to go bankrupt, okay? And if they are, they're going for a different type of bankrupt. They're going for the bankrupt to where it's like, we're still AMC, we still make a fuck ton of money, there's just a large chunk of it that's gotta go to the man, okay? Like, this is, <laughs> and but here's the stupidest thing. Here's the stupidest thing. So for one, Universal ain't the only studio that's putting movies out to digital, okay? Okay, so like, first thing is, they're not the only ones doing it, and second, the theaters are closed, so what the fuck do you want from people? All right, what do you what do, what do you want from these studios that then spent like, buku amounts of money to get these movies done, and they're just sitting on the shelf, and I, and I know that that's a normal thing, there's plenty of movies that are done and ready to be released to theaters that just sit on shelves, but we're talking about your goddamn whole cache of movies sitting on the shelf now that you've already paid money for. And like I said before, would you rather put them out digitally and see what you can make from people at home? Or would you rather just have them sit on the shelf and make nothing? All right? So obviously they chose the former. Alright? It's not it's not their fault that they I mean like could they have made a deal with theaters and be like, hey man, whatever we make. We'll we'll like split it with you or or we'll put it to like a a relief fund for theaters or something like that because I mean There's so many fucking theaters. There's so many chains Like I mean at that point they ain't making no profits, you know, they're doing what they got to do to survive anyway um, Theaters are closed. So I mean like I get why you're upset, but you're fucking closed down. What do you want from them? All right? the other thing that's stupid is Universal isn't the only one doing this Disney is also doing it. Disney put out that that Onward movie on uh, on uh, on Disney Plus. And I think they even had came out and said that from here on out, the same with Universal, because Universal has said that going forward due to the success of Trolls, we might end up putting a lot of our like smaller movies out to just to like just go straight to digital and just bypass the theaters but we'll still save franchises like fast and furious and and fucking jurassic world and shit for theaters right so it's like it's not even like they fully shunned the theater industry they're just like hey man for this smaller shit we'll just put the we'll just give these straight to people in their houses but then for the bigger shit we'll just put them on theaters because just like uh I can't ever remember this dude's first name because his last name is Blum. And I always think about Steve Bloom, (laughs) the the voice actor. So I always want to call him Steve Bloom, but I think it's Jason Bloom or Blum, whatever. But the guy from Blumhouse, he had even said studios aren't going to stop putting their movies out in theaters because that is where they make the bulk of their profits from is when they put them out in theaters from that box office share. Okay. So it's like. Universal didn't even shun the theaters. They were just like, for our bigger shit, for our blockbuster shit, we're just gonna put those out in theaters still, but for the smaller shit, we're doing digital. I think Disney even came out and said the same exact thing when they had decided to put uh, onward and like Artemis Fowl or whatever the fuck that movie's called they said the same thing or something similar whatever like yeah for these smaller projects that we have we just put this out straight to Disney Plus you know and then like for Marvel and Star Wars and all that shit like we'll put those we'll still like support theaters and, and put those out in theaters and shit okay so it's like if you would have said we're no longer supporting Universal and Disney, then I'd be like, that's a ballsy move. Still dumb, still stupid, but at least you're staying consistent. But like to just call out Universal and be like, fuck you guys. We're not we're not supporting you guys anymore. That's some petty ass shit. That's some dumb ass shit. Okay. And here's and here's a third reason why this is a stupid ass decision. Universal is one of the biggest studios. Okay? They're they're up there with Disney. I mean, like they have parks across from fucking disneyland for christ's sake okay like they're one of the bigger brands that isn't disney and you're gonna like blacklist them you're gonna shun them because like it ain't just fast and furious that you're denying from the theater you're denying jurassic world even though that's a shitty ass franchise, it still makes a fuck ton of money. But like you're denying Jurassic World. You're denying the fucking Jurassic Park remake when studios realize that Jurassic World is a hot dumpster fire and they need to just fucking go back and remake the original movies. Okay, you're denying that shit. Okay, you're denying the brands or or the the uh, the sister companies of universal because i feel like when you say that you're you're not supporting universal anymore that includes companies like dreamworks and illumination studios that like specialize in kids movies and everybody knows how much fucking money kids movies make just go ask trolls world tour you're gonna cancel them out Illumination is doing a Mario movie. You know how much fucking money Mario was gonna pull in? Like you thought the Minions pulled in money? Wait until they make a goddamn Mario movie, okay? Like a legit Mario movie, not the live action shit with John Leguizamo as Luigi, okay? I'm talking about a legit Mario movie. Imagine how much money that's gonna make. Imagine how well that movie's gonna do to the point where Nintendo's like, all right, now do Zelda, now do Metroid. Now do Splatoon. Now do Animal Crossing. And you dumbasses ain't gonna get a piece of that shit. Like, Harkins and and Cinemark and Marcus and all these other chains, Alamo and shit, are just rubbing their hands together. Like, you dumb sumbatches. Come on. Come on in, Universal. Come on in. Oh, my God. Like, what is going on, man? What is going on? I was. Which is this just brings me back. It just you know, the like the the decisions like this that Universal's making and that Disney is making and that AMC is making is just fueling the fucking uh prediction man. Like I said, the theaters ain't gonna go away. They're just gonna be like powerhouses now. They're just they're just just gonna be blockbusters only, and movies like Butt Boy are just gonna have to go straight to digital. And that's where I'll shine. <laughs> This last bit of news is courtesy of Screen Rant. And um, it goes over what we talked about last week with movie theaters and their reopening policies. And uh, the state of Georgia had came out and given some deets on uh, their reopening policies with their movie theaters. And it's just the same stuff that they had, we had talked about already where it's just heavy sanitation routines. Um, after every movie, uh, they're going to have the stickers down in the concession line so people aren't standing next to each other. You will be able to sit in a group in the theater, like if, if it's like a family or like close friends or some shit, but you, can, you can't you can be a group no bigger than six people. And then even then, they're going to uh, keep everybody spread out six feet apart or however many seats. So there's going to be a lot of that stuff. So I talked about it last episode where that just sounds like a nightmare. And I, that on top of me just kind of being paranoid about getting sick and shit. I was like, I think I'm done just going to the theaters, period, for the rest of the year. And I'll just wait till next year from when shit starts to die down. And um, I had been thinking, because I'm still in that mindset, but I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking of movies like uh, like James Bond, because I forgot that James Bond got pushed to later this year. It comes out in November. And uh, for some reason, I was thinking it was coming out next year. And um, so I was thinking about movies like that. And I, was, and I started to ask myself, I was like, you know... Would, would you be willing to make some exceptions for just like the bigger movies, you know, and just like for the smaller shit, you just wait for it to come on on video. So, like, for example, y'all, y'all know for like the past four or five years of doing this shit, I've, I've gone to see some very questionable movies. Right. And it's just out of sheer curiosity, like out of me just being like, oh, you know, that that looks interesting just from a trailer and going to the theaters to see it. Right. And I feel like those are the ones where I would feel comfortable just like waiting until they came out for a rent or something like that. But then like the bigger movies like James Bond, for example, I was like, I don't know, man, I I don't think I have the willpower (laughs) to sit out a James Bond movie. Okay. So I I think I'm going to make some exceptions. Cause like the hard part is going to be the concession stands, because I would assume that with like the ticket stands, you can just get the tickets digitally. I think that's what they might end up doing. I, I know there was there was one theater chain that was talking about just buying your tickets uh, over the phone. And then instead of like having the usher rip the ticket stubs, you just like f- flash your phone and they just scan it, right? So there's no touching involved. So if it's like that, buying a ticket shouldn't be a problem. The, uh, the main problem is going to be the concession stands. Because like, I don't, feel like doing this whole thing where i gotta stand six feet apart like not that i want to be all up on everybody's ass and shit but i just feel like when everybody's standing so far away from each other and they will probably have like every other uh register open you gotta think that they're only gonna let so many people into that theater to get concessions so i figure if i just go get the ticket digitally have them scan it and just go straight to the theater and skip concessions like i can do that and then the easy part in the theater is gonna be if they're spacing this out wide enough like a, with a wide enough radius like that shouldn't be a problem so i'm like running all these things through my head and i'm like i might end up doing that okay like even my wife was telling me she was like dude just just go to the theater like don't be dramatic just make sure you wash your hands and just don't touch everything all willy-nilly and shit and you know and clean yourself up when you get back home and everything so like that might be where I'm, I'm edging towards. So, like, for the big movies like James Bond and even, like, Black Widow and, uh, and like, Wonder Woman and stuff, like, I'll probably risk it and go and check those out in theaters. But then for smaller stuff for the rest of the year, I'm going to have to put those on the back burner and just wait for those to come out for a uh, rental. So, I think that's the, that's the game plan going forward, but as it changed before it could change again so we're just going to play it by ear i'm just like brainstorming right now just just keeping you informed cuz i know you all care i know y'all care about my well-being when it comes to these movies cuz you know it hurts me it pains me not to be able to go and and see like dumb b-movie b-horror movies <laughs> in theaters and waste like 10 dollars to go see it you know what i mean but um Yeah, so I'll I'll figure it out. But one thing I wanted to bring up, though, with uh, this this story, because in the story, when they're talking about, like, the heavy sanitation, where they're like, we're going to make sure that we clean every seat, every rail, every doorknob after every movie. And I'm just sitting there reading this, and I'm like, what the fuck was the protocol before these measures came about? You know, because when you think about it, you know, I'm, I'm one of the people where I wait for the credits to finish rolling, and, like, the people that are waiting to come in and clean the theater are usually waiting on me to leave. And I noticed, I, I just realized, like, they come in with brooms. They don't be coming in with, like, any spray bottles. They don't have any gloves on and shit. And it's like... Y'all, y'all cleaning protocols were trash before. Like, all y'all did was probably just sweep up some popcorn and, and throw some cups in the garbage. And you probably didn't break out the mop until you, like, started stepping on some sticky floors. You know what I mean? But now all of a sudden, it's like, we're going to make sure that we clean every seat and every handrail and every guardrail and every doorknob. And this is now. I'm just like, hmm, interesting. I mean, Kudos to you for for taking those measures, I really appreciate it, but I, I will say this, once things do start going back to normal, I don't think you should stop doing that, I think you should still be cleaning seats, like just take a bottle of fucking Lysol, spray the seats down real quick and shit, you know, just, I don't know, I just thought it was weird that like, that's the stand that they're taking. <laughs> Like, like they they wait till now till this to to take that kind of stand where it's like they weren't even doing that shit before. Like not even not even like wet wipes to just wipe like uh, rails and, and, and uh, armrests and shit. So, oh, man, it's going to be an interesting rest of the year. I'll tell you that. I lied when I said that was the last bit of news because there is one more thing that I want to talk about real quick. And I just kind of skimmed through it. I didn't, like, go in-depth with the article, but um, I think it was on Screen Rant as well. But uh, I I saw, and I even saw it on Twitter as well, it was trending on Twitter. I guess people are starting to walk back their original thoughts on Avengers Endgame to where I guess they didn't really like it too much, or they thought it was, like, one of the weaker Marvel or MCU movies. And now, I guess, after being quarantined and so many people re-watching MCU movies, they're starting to be like, oh, you know, like... Age of Ultron was actually not only a really good MCU movie, it was probably one of the most important ones because it sets up so many events and shit uh, going forward. And um, I just want to touch on this real quick because I don't remember uh, a lot of people really disliking that movie. And, And I say that because I remember watching that movie and I didn't think it was bad, but I definitely was like... I I did leave that theater feeling underwhelmed because it just felt like they were, they were doing too much. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of like, there was a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there were a lot of liberties taken in that movie just to set things up in that movie. You know, I'm not even talking about what comes after. Cause I do agree that the movie did set up a lot of like story arcs, that will happen in in the later movies, like for example, the tension between Cap and, and uh, Iron Man, where it's like, I mean, it, it, it's it's it originally started flaring up in the first Avengers movie, but then it really started to heat up a lot more in uh, in Age of Ultron, and it does like really lend itself well going into Civil War. But I remember not really loving that movie the way i wanted it to because i just thought there was too much shit going on i think uh, there was too much juggling going on with the characters where it was like you knew quicksilver was going to be in there you knew scarlet Witch was going to be in there but then it was like they also threw the vision in there which i felt like i mean i'm not like a big vision aficionado or anything like that but even i just felt like they kind of just threw him in that movie for the most part um there's other stuff too like Tony Stark and and Banner just, like, working on this fucking AI that we never even heard about until this movie. There was how they threw Betty to the wayside, and now all of a sudden, like, Hulk is going after Black Widow, which I don't have a problem with them having a thing for each other. It was just weird because when you go back and look at The Incredible Hulk and how in love he was with, uh, with Betty, but then all of a sudden it's like he's all about Nat now, you know what I mean? That just it was shit like that that was just kind of weird to me and um so yeah those those were like some of the things those some of the problems that i had with the movie the, uh, the other problem that i had with the two mainly with ultron was like the whole thing at the end where like we gotta make sure we destroy every ultron robot or he'll just upload to that and he'll come right back and i'm just like you can't sit here and expect me to believe that they killed every single fucking ultron robot like you can't expect me to believe that Ultron did not have a robot hidden somewhere in the world for, like, just in case he were to get beaten, like, he would be able to upload to it, you know? Because that was the thing that I guess people had a problem with, too, was how Ultron was, like, really, like, snarky and stuff, where he was pretty much a, a robotic Tony Stark, because, you know, Tony Stark helped build him. And um, even Tony Stark, you know, has his memory stored somewhere. There Eventually, some way down the line they're gonna do something with tony stark where they'll bring him back and you know he downloaded his personality or whatever into some chip and he'll upload it into some robot or hologram or whatever and voila tony stark isn't dead you know i'm i'm pretty sure that would happen and i have i have the same feeling for ultron as well where i think somewhere down the line. Ultron will show his face again in the movies and they'll do the whole like, "Oh, you thought you killed every robot, but you forgot this fucking Roomba." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. But um it was just shit like that that I had a problem with and um yeah. So Ultron, Age of Ultron, like I said, not a bad movie, but definitely some problems with it and I think that was like actually one of the first Marvel movies that uh, one of the first MCU movies where I really started getting on this train of just being like, okay, there needs to be an end game in sight because there's just a lot of shit that's been set up to get to this point and they keep on setting up more shit. And it's like before in the first Avengers, all you had to do was watch like... Four or five movies to really like appreciate the first Avengers movie. And then now we're going into Age of Ultron. And it's like now you gotta fucking start from Iron Man. You gotta work your way all the way up to fucking Age of Ultron and shit. So I do remember like that was probably one of the first points in the timeline where I was like, Alright, man, there needs to be an end in sight because at this at this rate your my my fucking uh dvd collection is going to look like a goddamn uh uh long box for fucking comics and shit with all the different like comics and shit where it's like oh man if you want to know what's going on in this movie you got to read this one you know but um i need to rewatch age of ultron cuz i i think the last time i saw that movie was probably like a good Two or three years ago and I think I do remember having that same feeling where I was like you know what maybe this movie isn't wasn't as underwhelming as I thought it was you know but you know what the other thing it could have been too because this is another thing that that I realized with Age of Ultron was that it's um there's a difference between a good movie and a movie with like exciting parts in it or, or a movie with good parts you know what I'm saying so like for example with Civil War I think overall Civil War is a very disjointed movie where it really fucks up a lot of like characters' motivations and shit just to push a plot. But there are cool scenes in Civil War, like the fight at the airport, you know what I mean? The fucking chase with uh Bucky Cap and and Black Panther and everything like that. Like there's definitely good parts in Civil War, but it is really hard to say civil war was like an actual good movie and i know that's weird because i'm if memory serves me correct i think civil war was actually one of my movies of the year uh for a choosy awards but but then again that might have been a janky ass year so it was like it kind of like probably got that by default you know but um yeah so i do need to watch age of ultron again and i now probably would be a good time to rewatch the MCU movies. It's just that there's so much new shit that I can sit down and watch that I have been watching that it's it's really hard for me to like dedicate all this time to like rewatch every single movie, you know. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll be right back with trailers for the past month and some change. There's been a movie that I've been wanting to talk about for forever, but I can never remember what it was it's it just it's so hard to remember trailers to talk about when you're not in the theater watching trailers you know obviously you can look them up on youtube but it's like i can't look them up on youtube if i don't know the damn name of the movie you know what i mean trailers that i usually like stumble upon on youtube they just show up in my timeline but um it sucks because the day i remember to talk about this damn movie is the day that it gets pushed to next year because it was supposed to come out in may and i'm talking about that spiral movie that um that chris rock saw next chapter in the saw franchise movie that he was working on i think he's like a i think he's like a producer i don't know if he's a director but um i think he's a producer of the movie maybe even a writer as well which i thought was so bizarre because i'm just like you must like really he must be a really big saw fan to like actually like write uh come up with his own story for uh another chapter of the movie so um i thought that was pretty cool and um i wanted to check it out when I first heard about it and then I saw the trailer for it. And I mean, looks like another Saw movie, but I still want to see it just because if you're going to keep doing movies in this franchise, I think the best thing to do is kind of like officially move on from Jigsaw. And I think that's what they've done in this movie where it's not just him from beyond the grave leaving instructions for people, you know, because that was the thing that really turned me off with that movie like after saw three i think that franchise just took a really deep dive you know maybe four could have got away with some shit where it's like oh i left these instructions blah blah but then when you get into like five and six and seven and shit like that you just keep on going on and on and on it's like oh well before he died he did this i'm just like you know there's only so much planning that you can do okay like this say this this ain't a fucking comic book okay just the the man is dead just let other people carry on his work all right which i know that's what the later movies in the franchise did but it's like i i can't even comment on those too much because i haven't seen them all and i did try and go back and watch them because there was a brief moment where they were showing them on cable and i think i got to like maybe five or 6 and I was just like fuck this <laughs> and I just fell asleep there's one thing about those Saw movies everything after Saw 3 I will say is really good for just falling asleep too I'll, I'll say that about those movies um like I said still haven't seen Saw, so I definitely should should check that out at some point but I've heard very bad things about it but um this one looks cool just because for some reason I think now we're actually into like cult status where there's like a grip of people doing this shit and not necessarily one or two people where it's like in the later movies it was that girl and that one shady ass detective or whatever that was carrying on his work and I like the idea that just a grip of people are like now working together to just set up these traps and just try and write the world in a very twisted and disgusting way. But um so far it looks all right. It doesn't look like it's going to be another torture porn type of thing. It looks like it's going to be I feel like it's going to be a little bit more philosophical. Like I'm it looks something along the lines of 7. Um it just has like that that kind of look to it. So that's one of the things that's really pulling me towards it and I want to see what direction that they go in for this movie and if they can bring this franchise back to prominence because i will say the first three saw movies i thought were dope as shit but then like like i said eventually they just kind of fell off the tracks so hopefully chris rock and crew can uh can right the wrongs of the ship but like i said unfortunately it got pushed into next year um i can't remember exactly when though i want to say may but you know I i wouldn't be surprised if it was like uh well actually no maybe it maybe it maybe it would maybe they did push it to may because you got because normally when shit gets pushed from or gets pushed to the next year they usually like push it in like that early year in the dead spaces of like january and february and shit but then it's like we'll probably still be in recovery mode at that point so you probably want to steer clear of that as well but uh, just have to wait and see but still interested in seeing that movie for sure coming up on movie tuesday A spoiler-free discussion on the Netflix original movie, Extraction. Alright, so since I'm late as fuck with this whole thing, I'm not even going to be around the bush. Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. Netflix original. If you have not seen this movie, you need to watch this movie. If you've been skimming past it on Netflix and you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, just... Another movie about a guy in hostile territory trying to save a kid and get out alive. Yeah, whatever. Maybe later. I'll watch it later. No. You need to watch it now. Okay? It's it's that good. It is a damn good action movie. If you don't have Netflix, what the hell is wrong with you? Okay? What, what, what kind of choices are you making with your life? I mean, even even if you don't have the funds, you got to have tw- what is it, $12, $15. You got to have like... Fifteen dollars laying around somewhere. Okay, just just get it for a month and watch this damn movie. Trust me, it's worth it if you like action movies. Me personally, I was expecting something like Blood Diamond, um, but it's like you know just like uh, you know some some little shootouts and explosions and shit like that. Real real gritty type of drama type action. It's not like that. We're we're talking like John Wick levels of brutal action whether it's like car chases close quarter combat scenes or or the shootouts like it is it is legit like well shot i mean there are like some quick cuts but it's quick cuts to amplify the scenes and it's not like quick cuts to where you can't see what the hell is going on i'd say when it comes to the cqc or the hand-to-hand stuff it has a choreography of john wick But it's shot very similar to the Raid movies, where it's like there's a lot of handicam, but not enough like shaking around to where it's going to make you sick or anything. But it definitely does it to where you notice it. But it's it's done for uh, not comedic effect, but just to kind of really get you into the action and make you feel like all the carnage and shit that's happening in the movie. Um I don't have any gripes. I, I did have one, but I think it was, it was definitely a, uh, a, a, a user error. Um, I ended up watching the movie cause I, like I said, I thought it was going to be a, a like blood diamond type movie, like, like very serious. Right. But, um, so I have, I watched it like late at night when I was about to go to bed, like thinking I was going to fall asleep to it. But once like the action started picking up, which probably takes like a good 15 maybe 20 minutes like once it starts picking up it just rarely ever like drops So it was one of those things where I ended up staying up to watch the movie But then my wife was asleep right next to me So obviously I can't like have it too loud where it's like gunshots Blaring and people getting thrown out of windows and exploding and everything like that So there was some dialogue where I was kind of Mixed I was kind of confused on what the story was actually about and what was actually happening But after I watched it again at at full volume to where i could actually hear like it 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 all made sense so it's like the story i feel like i don't want to say it's generic but i will say it's predictable but they did try some new stuff that i hadn't seen before in that type of story so um hemsworth's character his name is uh is is some generic name uh uh tyler rake Uh, His character is ex-Special Forces turned mercenary and he's on this mission to where he's got to drop down in this city. I think it's like Bangladesh or something, but it's like uh, ruled by drug lords and shit to where, you know, you got corrupt cops and everything like that that he's got to deal with as well as the fucking minions on the street and everything. So he has to go to this place because this rival drug lord had uh his son was kidnapped and um so Hemsworth is hired to go in and fight the fucking bad guys the the crime lords that that have control over the entire city he has to go into the middle of all that shit find a kid and get him out of there but obviously it's not that easy because when it comes to drug lords they have people in their pockets so he's got to deal with Corrupt cops, military, even the fucking minions on the street. And um, he's got the bounty on his head and shit like that. So you got civilians that also want to get a piece of that. He's even got rival uh, mercs that are also after the kid as well. So just all these different like little uh, pieces that are at play with each other just made it for a very entertaining movie to watch. Performances are good. For those of you who are thinking that Hemsworth was only good for Thor, he will prove to you in this movie that there is life beyond Thor. Even though I pick on him, I poke a little fun at him with the thumbnail. I only do it because I'm already well versed in uh, his caliber of acting. I know what he's able to bring to the table. He can do the emotional stuff. He can do the action, obviously, and he also has comedic chops as well and one of the cool things about this movie is that it lets him showcase all that stuff but it is able to keep a solid tone throughout so there are some there there are some parts with a little bit of humor injected into him to where he's he's able to like pull it off like the kind of straight face humor it never like really goes over the edge to where it's like outright goofy but um It it gives him a this movie gives him room to like flex his chops where it's like obviously he's got the action down. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to go in this movie, be like, all right, let's let's go watch Thor, guys. I'm telling you something. Thor does not kill people. The way that Hemsworth kills people in this fucking movie, okay, like he massacres people left and right. He is a one-man wrecking crew, and it, and it's not even like he's invincible or anything like that, because he takes a beating as well, like John McClane levels of beatings. But um, it's good, man. It's it's really good. Even the kid that was uh, acting opposite him or, or beside him, um, whose name I'm going to butcher right now, rude, uh, rude, rude, rude rakesh jaswell um even he's good you know normally with kids i mean, you know i've noticed too is like it used to be like back in the day kid actors were like kind of one no you know they're either real snarky or they're just like really pathetic and always got to be saved and shit whereas like this kid really held his own for the most part where he's got his vulnerable moments most of the time, but there are other moments where he kinda steps up to the plate and he you know, his 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 performances were uh his performance was pretty organic and he didn't come come across as annoying or anything like that. He was just this kid that had came out of a very cush situation, thrown into a fucking shit storm, and he acted accordingly. Like there was never a time where I was like, God man, just fucking Put this kid in the goddamn sewer and just leave him. You know what I'm saying? There was never a time like that. So I was I was as invested with him as I was with Hemsworth's character. So, you know. But um All in all, man, the movie's dope. Like I said, if if you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it. If you've been contemplating watching it and you're just not sure, like just watch the damn movie. Because I will say that Had this movie come out in theaters, I would I would have said that it was it is definitely worth going to the theaters to see. Just because I like action, man. I like a I like a good action movie, all right? And it's like and if you can put on a a solid story to go with it all, like that's even better. That's that's a bonus. So make sure you check this movie out if you haven't already. And um on that note, man, actually no. One more thing. I want to give props to the director. I believe his name is let's see. I think it's Sam Hargrave. Right? Yes? No? Maybe? Yeah, Sam Hargrave. Props to him. Did a really good job. Directorial debut. Uh, for those who don't know who he is, he is actually, I think he's one of the stunt coordinators for the MCU movies. I don't know if it's for all of them, but it, it, he might be the stunt creator for sure with the Russo brothers, because I know this movie is getting promoted as from the producers who brought you in or uh, Infinity War and Endgame and stuff like that, the Russos they producers which is great and all but uh the directing in this movie i thought was done very nicely like i said there is some handy cam stuff but it's it's not like jarring it's not anything to like really deter you from the action or, or to where you don't know what you're watching so i thought he had like a pretty steady hand throughout the movie really good action scenes very well shot very good choreography because i'm if he, if he's a fucking, uh, fight choreographer for the MCU movies, obviously he was a choreographer for this one. So, um, and that's breezy telling me that it's time to go. So on that note, that's it. I'm done. Questions, suggestions, just want to shoot shit at movie Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram movie Tuesday at gmail.com. If you want to email me until then be nice, be healthy, be intelligent, and since things are going to start opening in the next coming weeks, for some people, say one last time shout out to all the essential workers out there, shout out to all the healthcare workers, appreciate you and all the things that you do. That was Movie Tuesday. Now it's just another day. I'm going to go finish watching Money Heist. Just another day. Another day till I hit the movies. I hit the movies, then I talk about them. When I talk about them, that's a movie Tuesday. Block buses, I'ma check them out. All they flicks, I'ma hit them up. You got opinions and I got opinions. What they got in common, they don't give a fuck.